Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. We are short one goblin today, but that's okay, because Tack has gone underground to save their mom, and the rest of us will just have to make do. So this is either going to be the episode where everything gets done, or an episode where nothing gets accomplished. It's Everything, it's, baby. We're going to look into Jace Bellerin's eyes, <laughs> and we're going to Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, Tack. Uh, show's over. We, we got him. Uh, we have a half an hour to spare, actually. Yeah. We, just, we didn't do anything for the last half hour. Yeah. We didn't even finish the episode. We got 20 minutes in. We we found him. He was in the back alley behind the new prop. We just, just iced him. So it's over. Was, wasn't like, that hard? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. We just <laughs> right, right place at the right time. He stopped to get a sandwich. Uh, but before we get to all that, how has everyone been? I, I realize it's me and the city of Chicago. Um, so. Oh, yeah. If the three of you just want to talk about Chicago stuff for the next 20 minutes i'll sit here quietly taking notes but uh how is everybody yeah, I, don't, I don't even know anything going doing on well anymore yeah did get get up to anything exciting masood uh yeah but i don't know if it's appropriate to talk about <laughs> on twitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right what we need to do is we need to start like a separate we're gonna start a patreon separate thing where we do videos <sighs> really where we talk to. about all the stuff that we're like you know this isn't our house. We probably should just probably not, not tell that story. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was what I was thinking about is I, I do think it's fascinating that three of us are in Chicago. I would maybe one day we'll all do our setup in my dining room, each on different <laughs> sides of the table. I'll host a brunch. It would be so fun. <laughs> I have I will get us a theater that has live streaming capabilities. We oh, would yeah. Cards. We could do it at cards. Yeah, yeah. sure. There's something and funny about during the day. There's something funny about the idea of doing Jace Beller and Must Die live. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could no. You know what? We could totally do it at cards, and they had they would let us have the stage, and there's a projector on stage, and we could just have Adam above. Yes. Our yes. <laughs> I mean, we'll get TK to drive up. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that hard for me to fly to Chicago. Like I, I could. I could go. I no, could do that. no, you're you're good. I'm you're allowed good. to leave Canada. You know. <laughs> Listen, I played. So I played a game. I played a game like that, and it was very strange. For the uh, Waypoint, their their kind of opening thing back when Waypoint started, they did a 72 hour live like game stream, and for four of those hours, I ran Dungeon World for uh, Austin and the crew at Waypoint. They were all in their studio because they had been in New York doing the thing for several hours already but I was here and I was like oh look everybody's around the table and they're poking each other and interacting with their bodies and I'm all millions of miles away in Canada on the internet listen I'm allowed to leave Canada okay I just want to I be like invited to Canada things. in quotes Canada, <laughs> like it doesn't exist like where are you <laughs> yes listen I assure you Canada is completely real and I'm definitely not on a secret base on the moon don't don't tell any, but it's just the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Canada, like the moon landing, was faked. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick invented Canada so that uh, the U.S. government could pretend that there was a country above them. Hey, there isn't. There's nothing there. So many movies are filmed in Canada. That's it's what I'm saying. It's practically a set. That's right. I live on a soundstage. <laughs> I watched an episode of David Chang's new TV show, and I don't know if anybody watched Ugly Delicious, but it was great. Yes. Um, so David David Chang is a chef. He's the like Momofuku guy. Um, oh, and yeah. he had a TV show called Ugly Delicious. But they did a, a kind of like it's the sequel to the show. It's called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner, and it's like 
it kind of feels like that new thing where it's like a comedian or like a person, a personality will do a show. And then every episode is with one of their famous friends and they like go somewhere. And in this case, they eat food and talk about it. But the first episode was set in Vancouver and it was him and Seth Rogen. And the whole time was so weird for me because they weren't pretending that they were somewhere else. It wasn't like today's episode is Seattle, but it's clearly filmed in Vancouver. It was like, it's actually Vancouver. And like, look at all this stuff and we can call it what it is. And it was just very weird for me as someone who lives in the chameleon city to be like, yep, cool. It's actually Vancouver. Not like we're going to pretend with some different colored signs. It's a weird. Yeah, I that I could not get over that when TV shows do that, when Mm. they're like, this is set in Chicago, like the good wife is set in Chicago, but filmed in New York. Yeah. And it just like little things just bother me. Like street signs are different and like parking like meters are different and just pisses me off the entire, like where are the alleys? Oh, you guys don't have alleys. Like (laughs) we do. Uh, like that type of shit pisses me off. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite Vancouver things is driving somewhere and looking in my review mirror and seeing a cop car and being like, Oh, cop car. And then I'm like, Oh no fake movie cop car. It's fine. (laughs) That's a New York city police car. That's not a real, Nope. That's fine. They're just on their way to the studio. Yeah, it's a, it's ever, a weird thing. Did I ever tell you guys the time I time traveled? Yeah, I probably did, right? <laughs> nope. I ever tell you that? I've never told you the time I time traveled. I don't think I remember a time travel story. I, oh, did I ever tell you the time I threw back all of the laws of physics and reality? No? Sure, let me get into I've it. I've never told you guys this story. This is a great story. James Cameron this made a whole movie about it. Come on. <laughs> so I was, I, it was late at night and I was going to go visit my friend Munchie. Yes, his name is Munchie. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> there's so many metaphors already. <laughs> I'm driving down, I'm going to Pilsen in Chicago, which is like this old, uh, like Hispanic neighborhood. Um, and I'm going to Pilsen and I go like right over like a viaduct or something like that. And it's really dark. And I notice all the streetlights are off on Halstead. And this is Halstead and Archer. And I'm like, it's very busy. Uh, but like it's com- like it's usually very busy, but it's completely empty and there's no lights. And I'm like, this is weird. The power probably went out or something. And I keep driving forward and I notice like, oh, there are streetlights. Wait, they're not streetlights. They're street lamps. And there's like literal fire in them. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look left and look to the right and there's people walking, but they're dressed like old timey style, like in like Mm -hmm. suits and dresses and stuff. And then I look to my right and there's a Model T car and I'm like, for a split second, guys. (laughs) I'm not saying it was a long time, but, but I'm just saying within a moment, I really did have to consider that I traveled through time. Like I really, like I went over a viaduct. Maybe that was a wormhole or something. That's what I had to think of in that moment. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Did I really go back in time? And of course I don't ask anyone because obviously they're looking at my car and it's out of place in time. So I don't want to draw more. Attention also the sanest, the sanest thing a person can do literally, if you want to prove that you're saying the best thing you can do is grab a random stranger and shout, what day is what, it? What year is it? <laughs> no, year? they, they What's today's date? October 3rd. No, the year. The year. The year. <laughs> you idiot. What's, where's the newspaper? What's a newspaper? Oh, my God. For some reason, when you, you started talking about going back in time, I immediately went to dinosaurs in my brain. So I imagined that entire thing. I was envisioning what you were describing, but with the Jurassic Park music in the background. So, yeah, good. Good. You see a gal Needless to say, I went a block or two. I turned left. There is... 
normal cars there. Uh, they were shooting the Rum Diaries with Johnny Depp that day, I guess, and they closed off the street, but they didn't close off when I had come you in, or they hadn't grips. closed it up. Yeah. yeah, they didn't close it off by the time I got there. So, yeah, that's the time I traveled in time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like if you, if you live in a city where occasionally things get filmed, you do, do have those moments where you intersect with surreality and normally you can see a film happening you can see them like all like lights and the, the truck, it's the trucks, the trucks and people standing around holding walkie talkies, seemingly doing nothing. That's how you can tell yeah. that there's a film, a film crew operating, but every once in a while, yeah, you'll walk in the other end and maybe you miss the big sign with all the legalese on it. That's like, if you cross the street, you're the property of the Warner Brothers corporation. Um, and then you look around and you're like, what, why, what is happening to me? <laughs> I was in college and I was living in the loop and just for the Chicago people. So I'm in the loop and I w- was in my dorm room and I looked out of my window, like in the morning and I was like, Oh, good morning. And I looked out the window and they had taken like one of the, just like the parking lots that just the flat ground parking lots completely ripped everything out and staged a massive helicopter crash. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> looked at them and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And like I eventually saw all the things, which is like for the, a fucking second, I was thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine no traveling in time just <laughs> I woke up the other day and I turned on the radio and this man said we were being invaded by Martians <laughs> it was the strangest thing so I started a riot yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny those those kinds of things that like random intrusion of the surreal kind of hyper reality of a film set into your daily like, like I'm just gonna go get a coffee and you're like I guess I'm gonna take six extra blocks to go get this coffee because they have turned this area of town into winter even though it's july okay cool wow Fine. <laughs> yeah yeah living in a film town yeah hmm. i have to say though it's still it's still exciting right it's still like in this silly little way being able to see like watching a movie and being wait a second i recognize that bridge <laughs> i've been on that yeah. bridge right like that, i love a, that type of stuff yeah i feel like cool. yeah yeah it is it is fun being uh, sort of like fact checker for the geography of the city, though. Like uh, there's a scene there's a scene in I want to say Tron, the like Tron legacy, that one that came out a little while ago. It's in, shot in Vancouver and there's a shot where the dude, the main character is riding a motorcycle uh, and he rides it across a bridge and then they shoot him from the other side and it's a different bridge. But you wouldn't be able to tell unless you lived here. I was like, oh yeah, that's the Lions Gate. Hey, wait a second, that's Camby Bridge. What the what did you just do? The guy the lights better from the other side. Totally different bridge. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I guess I mean, I guess I could see if you were like the kind of person that needs to be like deeply immersed in film, uh, that that would be it would throw you off, that that would ruin movies for you, uh, if you lived in that place. But I don't know. I like it. Well, there's there's always the same, it's like almost always the same when it comes to like the gritty nightclub in Chicago. Mm. And it's always like the six corners in Wicker park, like where the yeah. double door is. And it, it's like, that is hipsterville usa mm, yeah. <laughs> like, becoming we, very yuppie. Also. Yeah, super <laughs> yeah. yuppie. Like, yeah, it, it's, there's, 
you can buy Aldo shoes and Chrome bags, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like right next, right next to an Urban Outfitters. Yeah, and, and a like, Doc me- and a Doc Martens <laughs> and a Doc Martin. You know, you're in a really yuppie neighborhood <laughs> when there is just a Doc Martin store that could afford more than like, like a family, you know what I mean? Like, like a family. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I go to the movies a lot. And so being able to pick up on those things is like kind of a fun skill that I've mm-hmm. developed, which is why I kind of why I like movies when I can't tell when it's like not not necessarily like a big CGI production, because that's easy to be like, look, at we're on the moon or whatever or in Canada. Um, but uh, when it's when it's like uh, like I, I'm thinking about uh, I went and saw The Lighthouse this last weekend. And oh, how was that? It was so good. It was incredibly yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good in a different way than The Witch is, but it was very, it was very, very good. Absolutely worth seeing in the in the theater. Uh, but I liked it because it's set on some random island in the off the coast of Nova Scotia, so it's just like the setting is is like irrelevant almost, like because it's mm-hmm. it could be anywhere and it's not really anywhere. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I love I love stuff like that, that kind of weird like Stoppard esque, like it's just in a room. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So I saw Parasite. This past oh, I'm gonna go oh. see that this week. Is it good? Oh, it's so it's good. good. Yes, I, and I, it it is so freaking good. Um, <laughs> and especially because uh, as an American viewing audience, what I'm expecting the twists and turns to be versus from the director's point of view and screener, it's it's it's, so uh, it's a Korean movie, right? Yes, it's yeah, a Korean okay. movie, and part of that is like it's set in Korea and like deals with like Korean uh, like cultural norms and like social dynamics and like a lot of just like attitude. It's, it's very good. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. I can't, I don't know how to talk about it without, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to give, anything away well good i, I mean i think i, really, I think I just really, yeah. knowing just i mean it, it moved it up in the list i was like i might go see that and now i'm like well i'll definitely go see it because i i don't it, know anybody else who's seen it uh, this is the first the first person i've talked to so very good if you liked uh i, I think snowpiercer was really beautifully shot and done um, that's the same guy same thing as mm-hmm. okja um the paul dano steven yoon and i can't remember the other the young woman's name um but is yes, that the one it, with the the monster in it, the like pig thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like the girl and her like invisible friend or whatever. It's not no, so the, it? it's uh, not Swinton. It's is it? I think it is Tilda Swinton. Tilda uh, Swinton, yeah, yeah. And and she, it's the monster's not invisible. It's just it's like a cow pig combination. It's like mm. a. Hi, it's I, a I might be conflating movie. it with another movie. Also, yeah. Katie, are you enjoying uh, today's episode of <laughs> Old Men Try to Remember Things? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got this guy and that guy. What's the uh, name of that actor? Like, literally. Uh, so, <laughs> I will say, I don't, I don't know if you watch um, Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled series. It's yes. Oh, yes. Things on the internet. But he, I've never heard of it. It was like, um, his latest video was like, I'm imagining a new genre for the Fallout series, genre of music for the Fallout series. Oh, yes, yeah. And he went through, like this huge list of like the criterion and like what the new genre needed to be. And like the gag, spoiler alert, at the end of the video was he was like, wait, I just reinvented ska music. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just made a ska song. And I thought of, I thought of you guys. I, I thought of us. I saw that and I thought, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, like my people the like only thing I'll think of when 
I think of ska is uh, you. You is this so. this show good? Yeah. <laughs> it just it just occurred to me that we were definitely doing that thing where we were like, it's a thing, you know, the, with the the guy in it. What's what's the name? He's in that movie. You know, he's he's married to, to Janet's sister. <laughs> you got you know, and as you soon know. As, as soon as it occurred to me that we were doing that, I looked over at Kitty, and you were making this very like, I'm just being polite and waiting for them to finish. Face. It was very nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, I've honed it over the 27 episodes we've been here for. <laughs> yep. Katie and her yeah. three grandpas. Um, well, well. That's, we, that's the one shot today. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get around to remembering the name of that one actor, but that's okay. I'm sure he was very good in that film we can't remember. <laughs> I did watch, uh, last night I watched um, uh, Dolomite Is My Name, that Netflix. Oh, how's doing? that? The the sets and the costumes are just like amazing, like just so so good and like layered and like interesting. And it's it's cool because and this is just like such typical modern like marketing. But so it's a Netflix movie, right? And uh, another Netflix series, Abstract, which is a show I really like. It's a show about design. Every episode, they have a different designer. Their third episode, and this came out like two weeks ago this season, their third episode of it is the costume designer who did Dolomite Is My Name. And so I watched uh, the episode of Abstract, and I was like, oh, the costume design in whatever movie they're talking about is really cool. And then I was like, oh, it's a... Netflix, I can just go watch. They got me. They got me, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. And and I watched it. And I was like, wow, the costumes in this are really good. She's amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's I'm. That'll be the thing I remember it for because of the reinforcing of that episode. But yeah, it's worth a it's worth a watch if you like anything set in the seventies, um, or you like any of the many extremely talented actors in it. Um, but yeah, it was definitely good. That. Is yeah. John Witherspoon in in that film? <sighs> he just passed away and he so did. I, I, I yeah i don't i don't think not in not in like a leading role at least cool. um but yeah uh yeah it's eddie murphy as like the main dude uh mm-hmm. it's funny snoop dogg is in it and he's actually you i forget he's actually like a pretty decent actor like i was like oh snoop is in it and i've seen interviews with him it's funny because he acts way more lucid than he is when he's in interviews in interviews he's just like he's what you said he's, he's snoop dogg but then when he acts he's like a completely different person. It's quite, it was quite surprising, but he's really right. good. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's film club. Thanks for coming. I honestly, like I could, I'll just talk about movies forever. So we Welcome should just, film club. yeah, <laughs> we got, we've got six more pre-show minutes and Katie is doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone see Jojo rabbit? I'm thinking about going to see that this it, weekend. Uh, it's yeah. coming. It only came out here today, um, but I've heard right. really, really good things about it. Yeah, Katie, where are you going to go see it? What? Where are you going to go see it? Uh, I don't know. Usually Mm -hmm. I go say things after work, which is up in Evanston, but I think we're going to go this weekend. I saw I saw an advertisement for it and it had it was like one of those that has like the critics are saying type thing. And I I love those because I think they're a good sign of like how the movie is. If you read who the critics are and where the compliments are coming from (laughs) and it's really bad when I don't know 
noticed like the first when the first two are the same guy, mm. it's bad. So like I got really scared when I saw that. So hopefully it's really good. Uh, I it's really good. Carlos Luna, the internet. No, seriously, guys, it's totally great. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Luna, the Luna, internet. The internet. Exactly. <laughs> are you gonna That's go see it? Again. You better do it, Carlos Luna, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That I, I think I think the studios don't really know how to advertise it because I've seen I've seen a bunch of the trailers and some of them are cut like it's kind of like a funny, like quirky drama. Quirky. And others yeah. are like it's uh, I, like I'm seeing it getting advertised the same way you would have seen ads for like Bottle Rocket or like Rushmore. Oh. Like it's like it's quirky and like ha, like yeah. kind of like twee in this like uncomfortable way. But I, I've also seen trailers that are cut completely different. Like I think they just don't know how to advertise. Yeah, I remember the first trailer being like, oh, this is a young boy. And now it's the boy in the blue striped pajamas. Like, like, you're like, oh, okay. And then now it's like, woohoo, like it's just jumping in the air and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I think the marketing team for that film or the studio just doesn't know what to say about it. And I kind of I don't know. I'm a I'm a big fan of trailers in general. And I kind of love watching them evolve as the marketing team is like, we got to we got to change it. Like I there's this movie and I, I can't remember the name of it because it looked garbage no matter how many trailers they recut for it. But it was about like, it was set in like prehistory. Like everybody was like cave people or whatever. And it was about this kid who befriends a wolf. And I think it was called something stupid, like alpha or something. Um, and the first trailer for it was like a gritty kind of action movie. Uh, and they were like, it's dangerous out here in the prehistory of man. And like this one kid who gets cast out has to make friends with a wolf to survive. And it's all gritty and it looked terrible. And then three weeks later, they sent out, they put on another trailer. That's like a boy and his dog. They're the best friends anyone can be. It's prehistory. <laughs> but like, here's a totally, di- and it was like a completely different movie <laughs> cut from the same, the same like stuff. And the trailer was just like cheerful and like a boy and his dog can accomplish anything, including fighting a velociraptor or whatever you know like it was it was so weird how different it is and it 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 reminded me that that like trailers and and promo for movies often have nothing to do with the people that made them like a trailer house is just given the movie and it's like i don't know make it look like a family comedy go yeah it's a market it's like it's becoming this like own thing now like they get their own awards now uh they have their own small like award ceremony because it it is like they get the movie and they have to cut the trailer as like marketing like how can we tell more how can we tell less like using it and if you compare trailers from like the eight even the 80s like or early 90s like they're so bad. Yes. It's like I put them together. It was just like, okay, like what do we got here? <laughs> like, so many trailers just give the plot away. Oh, now that, they do. Now it's right. the full movie. Yeah, it's just the sure. full movie. Or if it's like a comedy, uh, like film, all of the best jokes are just gone yeah. in the trailer. And like, I don't know. My my favorite thing is when something is in the trailer. And I know this annoys a lot of people when something is in the trailer, but not in the final movie. Oh, like yeah. there's a joke or a beat or like an alt take of a thing. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. This is like that thing from the trailer, but it's different. Cause yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll like, they'll, there'll be lines from trailers that just get beat into the ground. And when you hear it, I always find it funny when I've, I've heard a, a line, like a joke in a trailer, you know, a half dozen times. And then I'm sitting in the theater for the movie and the joke is made and a bunch of people laugh. And I'm like, did you not watch the trailer? <laughs> is this a new joke to you? <laughs> did you not know what movie you were going <laughs> yeah, to? It's, it's just, it's weird for me. We're like, yeah. Okay. Although 
that okay so this and this happened to me once my buddy got like tickets to a movie that hadn't come out it was like coming out in a couple of weeks i had never heard of it he's like hey you want to go see this movie i was like okay and we show up late i know nothing about the movie at all we uh-huh. sit down and it's obviously a horror movie and i'm like oh great it's a horror movie <laughs> and we're in the front row and i'm in the worst mood possible like this place <laughs> is totally packed like it's a free movie but it was free movie like like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it in the front row. And like, I don't want to, I just, I just signed away two hours of my life basically uh, <laughs> to a front row. It was the best experience, best <laughs> movie experience I have ever had my entire life. Oh my God, it was so for fun. Cabin in the Woods. Yes. So I had no idea what was happening, <laughs> awesome. what was going on at all. I was in on the South side of Chicago the entire audience was going crazy. They were like throwing stuff. At one point I stood up and I threw stuff at the screen. It was, it was insane. It was like, this is how people need to watch movies now and forever. Like just know nothing about the movie and go in it with a bunch of people that that they're in the same exact spot. I, uh, Zero expectations. I had that. Go I had watch a, Parasite. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had a similar, I had a similar experience, uh, going to see a movie that I didn't know anything about. Um, and nobody else in the theater did. Uh, and the movie did a pretty good job of the first like 20 minutes, making it seem like a pretty standard, like horror movie. Uh, and then the rest of the movie was the ring. And I was like, cool. Well, I guess I'm never going to sleep again. That's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. I, w- I wish it happened more often. Well, and um, I, th- I think that's the thing is the trailer, the trailer makers art is like creating a trailer that will entice people to come see the movie and give them enough information that they'll want to, but I'll leave them open for surprise. Um, especially if the trailer actively tries to do that. If they're like, we're going to try to mislead you a little, like we'll give you the general tone of the movie, but you're going to assume some stuff based on the way the trailer is cut that maybe isn't true. Like, I think it can reinforce and uh, change like the, the way you view a movie. If the trailers are um, smart, if they're cut well, I think that's really get cool. out opening weekend in Chicago was pretty fucking radical. Yeah. That was like the last time I had experience. That yeah. was totally cool yeah i believe um, that yeah but that's the last time that really happened my friend told me that jojo rabbit is nothing like the trailers though the, the, none of the plots in the trailers so oh, that's good well we'll all go find out we'll come back next week we'll do an hour of <laughs> <laughs> movie review podcast yes honestly like in order of things that i know enough to talk about it's it's role-playing games photography and then movies so any of those things i'm ready i'm ready to there's a podcast just waiting <laughs> to happen so <laughs> yeah well cool uh let's let's play this role-playing game that we have all come here to play shall we yeah um so do we have a do we have, have we assigned a note taker have we figured out who's gonna yes. who's gonna take up the yeah you're gonna the do, woman of what? <laughs> I wanted to so badly, you and Katie was like, Oh, I can't take I can't do two things at once. Come on. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. I mean the thing the thing is we yeah, like if you're in a scene, it can be hard to write notes for it so someone else can jump in. It's a document everyone has access to. Um oh, it's a document everyone 
bonus access to? Wow. <laughs> so Plus, we're we're yeah. shy. We're shy. Uh, tack because upon hearing the the grim news that there's about to be a Azorius versus Golgari. Uh, uh, Action! There's going to be some business coming up uh, ahead of that. Uh, Tax slipped away into the uh, Golgari underground to warn uh, their mom and ostensibly friends, um, leaving the three of you to carry on the mission, um, which is to say we need to get rid of this ironclad fellow. Now, um, Winnegar, you are in you are in the offices uh, themselves, right? You have access by way of your disguise as Reese Winnegar Spoon. <laughs> uh, you have access to the you have access to the halls, uh, and um, you know, like limited. You can't you can't go into any of the top secret areas, but no one really notices you're here. You have some time to infiltrate. Um, and then uh, Torgor and, and Rode, you've had a, a, an opportunity to kind of case the joint from the outside. You've seen his house. Uh, and so we've got this like relatively good net of and I guess the idea is you're putting together kind of a timetable for where he is when. Is that what's yeah. is that what's going on? OK. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you He's you good have, at our job. Yeah. You have a good idea of uh, because of Torgor and, and Rode, your your surveillance. You don't know necessarily where he goes like you don't have access to. And if you could if you could get a hold of and I know that this is a big proposition. We We had a a brief kind of conversation about this before we started, but what a great time to need to assassinate someone when the sneakiest member of the party is not around to do the deed, <laughs> which means as happens so often to monks, someone's missing. Guess who you are now? <laughs> Don't have a fighter. I guess the monk will do it. Don't have a rogue monk. Your stealth skills. Okay. I'm a great tank. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, you do, however, have uh, uh, one of the more uh, overpowered magical abilities in the game, which is to say pass without trace. So stealth maybe won't be as much of an issue as it could be, which is good. Having that shadow monk ninja stuff going on is pretty good for you. So here's the thing. You, you can tell based on what you've learned, you can tell when he usually when he's he's coming and going. Right. Um Zlatek Ironclad is a diligent member of the Azorius Senate during a time at which the Azorius Senate is making leaps and bounds to improve the security and safety of the people of Ravnica. So he is a busy man. He leaves his house early in the morning and he comes home late at night. He is usually, uh, if not always, accompanied by an assistant or two and a cloud of lesser legal entities uh, that follow him around looking for signatures on paperwork, uh, approval on protocols, uh, and what have you. Uh, so he's coming and going uh, at regular times. But as for where he goes, I don't think we put a tail on him yet. We've cased the you've cased the joint, right? You've seen his place of work and his his home, but we haven't put a tail on him to see where he's going uh, just yet. Um, so yeah, you've got at least some idea of when when he's coming. Going. It looks like he's still staying at his house while they're renovating it. Um, because they're just building a new wing. Uh, and then as far as his work goes, uh, I think Winnegar, you still have some opportunity to, uh, explore or, or infiltrate from there. So why don't we, why don't we start with that, with that? Why don't we start with, uh, Winnegar, uh, in the, the halls of the precinct one Azorius, um, building. And I think the last time we saw you, you were uh, you were being accompanied into the copyright archives. I think that was that was the last you had accidentally or intentionally gotten the attention of a copyright lawyer uh, who yes. was very excited to show you some patents. 
Um, have you have you ditched that guy, or are you still uh, caught up in the the patent office with this uh, this fellow? Uh, I'm, I I want to go someplace uh, that is secluded. Okay. Um, from uh, this dude. And, okay, and so yeah. you want to do? I was gonna say, do you want to go there with this guy? Is this a like yeah. lure him somewhere? Okay, well that's easy. Yeah. I mean, he's already he's already done that for you. So I think when we when we fade in, it's in the seemingly abandoned halls of card catalog, right? So it's we see, and because it's it's magic, it's Ravnica, it's high fantasy, we can make it uh, a little overblown. So they, they go like as far up as you can see these these massive shelves of uh, like little card catalogs. They all you know the ones like they used to have in libraries. You pull them out and they have like the cards on them with the numbers showing where all the records are the dewey decimal system that's right uh mm. and so so you see this like massive archive of uh files for who owns the patents to what um i mean you know winnegar as a member of the is it league filing patents is an important part of your job right it's something that you have like you know how to correctly file one of these patents you wouldn't want somebody else stealing your invention uh so you're in here, you're with this guy, and uh, it is seemingly either so labyrinthine that you could just wander around and never encounter another person, or it's totally abandoned because nobody around here cares about this except this one guy who's in the middle of talking your ear off about some com- hyper-complicated patent case uh, that he has just... Uh, he's, he's basically bragging to you in a way that you may or may not understand. Um, so... That's uh, that's where you're at. You're walking behind this guy and you can hear uh, the sound of his voice and next to nothing else. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Uh, Okay. We are in like a secluded ish area. Mm -hmm. Um, What exactly is he talking about? Basically, I want to try to turn the conversation Mm -hmm. uh, to talk about this. He basically said he's babysitting, right? Uh, families or well, somebody, somebody friends. else, somebody else mentioned that, but he he knows a little bit about what's going on, right? Like the there was that mention of um, yeah, Azorius arresters being assigned to important members of the Senate. Uh, so instead of being out on the streets, you know, busting gruel, uh, you know, slash and burn squads, they now are providing security for important members of the guild, which is debatable in terms of like the Azoria Senate isn't a publicly funded police force technically, but their mandate is to keep law and order in Ravnica, not bodyguard important members of their own guild, but also like they're a guild. So of course they're taking care of their own, but this guy is not talking about that. This guy, when we fade in is like, and then can you believe it? The guy hands me a W six B and I'm like, what is this? A W six B. And he looks at me like he's never seen a W six C form before. And I'm like, the C is ivory. This is clearly off white. And he looks at you like, right? Like this guy's a real moron. Colors, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, wow. Uh. And so he stop. He stops, uh, and you're like, I get it. Wow. And he he puts a hand up on the on the wall and like leans on it, and he says, you know. You're different than all these other airheads I see around here. They're just, you know, trying to climb the ladder. But I can tell you really care about the law, you know? Oh, yeah. I I, def- I definitely care about... Oh, hold on. I'm supposed to be doing Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> channel it. Channel it. Channel oh, it. I got I to find Reese. It's just like, hmm, legally blonde. Okay. Um, okay. It's always on the up. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always cared about, you know, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've always cared about whatever horseshit you've been talking about the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, just like when I was working with Ironclad, oh man, the copywriters that he had working for him, amazing work. I mean, all the work that Ironclad was doing is just amazing. Don't you agree? <laughs> and so he, he squints at you as if like, you 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 don't understand. This isn't how you flirt with someone. You're not supposed to talk about somebody else. Like so, he gets, makes his face and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess Ironclad's a big deal, but you know, that's not really my division. I I really I really I work with ideas. You know, it's yeah. not so much the application of the law that matters, but the way that the law can make order out of chaos. You know, we can we can take the pure energy of the human mind and funnel it for the good of everyone. And you're like tap tap like hits the shelves like as if copyright law is like somehow improving the lives of the people of Ravnica oh god I need to put this guy out of his misery <laughs> <laughs> put myself out of my own misery um okay so yeah this guy does not care about anything other than that um I mean he cares about me, a couple of things copyright law is one of them yeah I want to ask him like so when you're not saving the world with copyright law, <laughs> oh my uh, God. <laughs> like, what do you like to do in your spare time? Like, what are you doing later on tonight? Like, I want to figure out what this guy does too, I guess. Like if he's <laughs> actually involved in this, um, <laughs> jump, jump forward 10 years, this guy and Winnegar are married. They got three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Stop marital <laughs> <laughs> counseling if you would just stop bringing <laughs> well i just mean <laughs> yeah that's their one marital problem is that he'll never forget that you you know he secretly thinks you're in love with his former colleague yeah so he uh you ask him, what do you do when you're not here? You know, improving the lives of the people of Ravnica by making sure that their patents are filed correctly. Uh, and he uh, he says, um, well, uh, I'll have you know, I'm something of an inventor myself. You can't spend all this time surrounded by brilliant ideas without it sparking the fires of creativity in the old noodle. So uh, you know, I've got a... I got a lab in my garage uh, where uh, you know I, I perform my experiments. Uh, I've been uh, I've been really making some progress in the field of garment science. Winninger has no <laughs> Winninger's interest peaked up, and then he heard garment science. And he's like, "What the hell?" I mean, the Is it League the Is it League experimental underwear division is very pri- uh, very popular right now. So. <laughs> Very private. It is. It's a secret division, uh, and it's very, very popular internally. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, this guy—he probably has a sewing machine and and like a, a drafting table jammed in the garage <laughs> somewhere next to a bunch of old paint cans. Okay, he's not on the up and up. No. Uh, okay, so uh, I want to make a date with him uh for later on tonight uh so basically i want to so i want to be like um oh maybe i can stop by later on tonight and you can show me some of your garments he, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he he gives oh my god 
he uh, he smiles. He gives you kind of like the up and down, and he uh, he says, uh, "I have a couple of things that I think would look fantastic on you. What are you a size f- f- two? You're t- I slap him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay, yeah. So the uh, the halls of the patent office echo with the resounding sound of palm meeting face, and uh, he." Like staggers back. Do you do you follow up on your slap with a? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. just like, I don't know what you think this is, but we are not at a place where you could start talking about my clothing size, my underwear. Oh, <laughs> he he puts his hands up and he's like, I just, uh, I, I'm sorry. I thought that you. Uh, oh, you're just one of those slick copyright guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know. You must have heard things about what we do in the patent division, but oh. I, I swear, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I'm different than those others. <laughs> patent law. I don't nice guys ever finish first. <laughs> cut cut to cut to this guy's peers all wearing wearing sunglasses and smoking cigarettes in the alley, and then you know a lawyer walks by and they all glare at him like death glare over the sunglasses, and, and their friend is like, no, don't look at them. That's the patent division. <laughs> So got back to the one good guy in the patent division and he uh, he's like, um, I'm sorry, I just uh, OK, um, I will I will you know what I will go I'll go up to HR. I will find the interbureau office romance start file. Uh, I will I will fill out that paperwork for you uh, and I'll have it. I'll have it sent to your desk. What uh, what division whoa, whoa, are you whoa, in? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, once <laughs> to start. I mean, you have to file this paperwork well in advance. Normally, you have to file it four weeks before the intention to begin romance. But you there's an emergency the- adjunct for this form that you can apply for. And it's yeah, you are jumping the gun, buddy. And then uh, I want to be like, listen, let's just start from scratch. How about we have a drink at your place tonight? And he, he he's like, uh, I don't. I don't know if we can start from scratch without getting a flirtation annulment form and co-signing that first. And I think that's on the third floor. Oh, my um, God. So. <laughs> this guy just asking for me to kill him. <laughs> In my head, I was like, freak him out. <laughs> Right. And so one of, yeah, this is the dangerous thing about, about flirting with a member of the Azorius Senate. It's either going to be like, oh my naughty, we're breaking the rules. Or they like, oh my God, how dare you touch me without a permission to touch me form. Like there, there are legal, there are legal protocols for romance in the Azorius Senate. And he assumes that you want to follow them, but you could, I mean, it's a gamble on whether this guy. Yeah. I want to uh, try to persuade him that we don't need that. And uh, we should go back to his uh, place. (laughs) tonight you're both you're you're playing them hot and cold like back and forth within a matter of a few seconds that's how it works yeah yeah so (laughs) you you slap him in the face and you're like you're being too presumptuous let's go to your place no no don't bring the forms (laughs) okay that's basically what i was saying yeah right yeah 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 so make a uh make a persuasion check okay Couple of twos. Oh my god! Couple of hot, hot twos on uh, there. Okay, so when you, uh, so what is, what is the, what the like moment leading up to the roll? Uh, what does that look like? What do you say? Um, I think it's basically like, uh, well, uh, man, I, I always sucked at improv scenes where I had to, uh. <laughs> flirt and like (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, always so horrible calling, at it. calling this flirting Seduce. is a really Seduce. loose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, Winnegar is trying to one find out where this guy lives, uh, uh, so he can take his identity because uh, he imagines he can go back and forth. Uh, to the building just as him. Uh, mm-hmm. And also he said he has a lab. So like Winnegar is like, oh, maybe he does have a lab. Like I could have my <laughs> own lab now. We could have our own home base. Uh, and like Smash cut goes, to 10 years later. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Fine. Okay. So Winnegar, you get rid of him and become him and you go home and you meet his wife and his kids and suddenly they're your wife and kids now and you can't abandon them. So, oh, you think, is he married? Can I look for like a ring on his hand or something? I, yeah, I don't think now here we go. We get to it. We get to try yeah. to, understand. we have to try to figure out what, what like monogamy looks oh, like in yeah. Ravnica because or marriage. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't know. We wouldn't have, they wouldn't have like a gold ring though because of the way the show works, that kind of anachronism would make total sense. Cause we've had other silly human things in it, but I also don't know that that's like, you would get marriage legally would be covered by the Azoria Senate because they deal with all of the laws. But then I'm sure that each guild would have its own like a Rakdos marriage contract yeah. or whatever would be very different than and then like interguild marriages and like, yeah, it'd be a whole thing based on how this guy's acting. I don't think he would be cheating on his wife. I, I, I cheating is you can make the same an in, thing. You, as, can, you can make an inside yeah, check. Yeah. Let me do an inside check. Well, yeah, an or- an Orzhov wedding would be like till death do us part, and then after, <laughs> like I get your soul <laughs> afterwards. Uh, yeah, so make make an insight check uh, on this dude, and then uh, I'll let you know what you figure out. Another one, I just made. Oh, one. what did you get? Uh, twelve. Okay, it just hasn't come up for me yet. Okay, oh. um, so with a twelve, um, I mean he is he is definitely flirting with you. Uh, but he has, he has the effect and I guess I'm going to take shot at parents here, but he has the like soul crushed effect of like a recent new parent. Like his, he looks exhausted and maybe he's got some like baby food on his uniform that he hasn't noticed. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's got, he's got that kind of like new dad. I wish I could be asleep vibe to him. Um, but also this this guy does seem like the kind of guy who would form a like or he'd fill out the uh, intent to perform adultery form um, <laughs> like he's probably got it in his desk pre-filled. He just needs yeah. the name of the person he's going to commit <laughs> adultery with so that he can be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to run back to my desk and file some paperwork, writes yeah, your name like, in and then throws it in the box. <laughs> it's like the old condom in the wallet. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. all like it's all like, like a one little day. Yeah. One day he's going to use that form, but yeah. but he has hasn't had the opportunity yet so yeah he probably Uh, has the uh yeah okay so i want to um i want to be like uh basically convince him to stay here for a minute i'll be right back um i need to go run to my desk because they're probably worried about where i am right now okay um so uh i basically want to tell him that and just like take off real quick okay uh sure he uh he says um oh don't worry about me plenty of exciting things to look at around here and you get the impression that he means it uh and he says but uh don't take too long and he kind of gives you an awkward wink (laughs) i won't you're gonna come back and he's gonna be completely naked it's gonna be (laughs) awkward (laughs) 
<laughs> but the problem is you're going to leave. He's going to get naked right away and spend the next 45 minutes being like, is she coming back or like, am I? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to cut and run and go back to the, uh, go back to the break room mm-hmm. um, and pick up more stuff, do some more um, like surveillance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think if you go, if you leave the the patent guy down in the patent office and go upstairs to like look around, um, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Because uh, I think like at this point, as long as you walk around looking like you have somewhere to go and you don't go anywhere that's clearly marked as off limits, you you have free reign of the place. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to track down the other guys that were in the break room uh, on that floor, see if they're around or if I could see him in, in their office and I'm going to take notes of like the four plan and where everyone is and try to branch off from what I know, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, make an investigation check while you scope out the place. Not bad. You got 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, with the 17, um, I mean, ask, ask me things that you want to know. Um, and I will, I will give you 17's worth of answers. Um, God, I just, I really want to know where ironclad walks around where his office is and where his like roots are basically, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's like, it's a big building, but you always go up this elevator, you go left down the hall, you go to your office and then sometimes you go to the conference room and then some other place and then down a different elevator or whatever. Like I want to know that path. Yeah, so you're going to try to fill in the once he arrives here, what does he do thing. Now, unfortunately, you've only got an hour for your disguise self-spell, right? Now, you, yeah, how, many, gotta, how many times, theoretically, you could recast it, right? How many times can you do Yeah, that? so I got two more. Okay, so um, you have, you have two in like half hours, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, all right, well, we'll keep that in, in, in mind. Um, I think probably, like, it's easy to find his office, Uh is he important enough to have a whole floor for his like division? I think he'd he'd like mm, he'd like to be, but he isn't. Um, so he has like a corner office. He's a big office, probably with its own. Like you go in, it's like the office of of Zlatek Ironclad. It's got the gold foil on the on the door. You go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have to go in to see this, right? But uh, you would go in and there would be like a waiting room with like a leather couch and a desk with his secretary and his secretary would like deal with people coming in and then he's got his own sort of proper office, right? Um, and uh, yeah, and so it would be two, kind of a big room with a front waiting room attached to it uh, that would be his own kind of area. Um, and from outside, you can kind of scope inside and see the furniture of that space, but you, you haven't seen into his actual office uh, unless you want to kind of escalate the investigation to try to get in there. Um, and as far as you can tell without talking to the secretary uh, in that two and a half hours, he's 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 in there or his secretary is making it look like he's in there because people keep coming in and uh, and asking um uh, you know, asking to see him or uh, looking to make meetings, but no one actually does in the two hours that you watch. Nobody comes in and stays long enough to have a meeting. They come in, they drop things off, they leave, they come in, they talk to the secretary, they take things away, but you don't see anybody go in for a meeting with ironclad, which is maybe unusual. Ooh, that is unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah. So either Ooh. his secretary is covering for him or, 
or uh, he is here, but he's just very, very busy. Gotcha. Um, okay. Are there any ornithopters on this floor? Um, floating around? I think probably. And this, I guess this is the, the weird thing with these ornithopters because they're still a bit like sensitive in terms of their deployment. Uh, I think that they are, this is an ornithopter free zone that the Azorius want to be able to surveil everyone else, but they haven't put these things inside their own facilities yet. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think you'd see any of them anywhere. Gotcha. Um, which makes your job of skulking around in here somewhat easier. Um, but it also means that uh, it looks like Dovin Ban and his intelligence apparatus doesn't have an interior view of this place. What are the offices on the left and right if he's on a corner? Um, probably other other like senators of slightly less um, less like significant. Nope. And I think we talked about Ironclad being involved in like criminal prosecution. Um, like I think he is it's his job putting to put people in jail. Um, and so he has other like lesser lawyers, others like sub senators that work for him or adjacent to him. And there it would be their offices. So the hierarchy kind of deconstructs. He's the main dude on this floor and everyone else kind of works in the same division as him, the same column uh doing the same the same work um but he cool. just handles more important stuff cool uh i'm going to head out mm-hmm. um before my disguise self burns out mm-hmm. uh and i can make it out of the building uh, yep. alive yeah. sure yeah yeah that's no problem okay all right so you uh you 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 finish this this brief surveillance and then you head out uh and then you're yeah you find a a shadowy alley in which to doff your disguise and return to your original form now meanwhile uh not too far away uh in precinct one torgor and road have been uh in the guise of a selesnian and a guildless piece of trash i guess uh the two of you have been scoping out the house uh so you you saw uh you saw ironclad leave uh you know that his uh wife and his kid uh are they stay at home uh during the day uh and uh, they you you watch i think you watch a couple of times the um uh, the the lady of the house receive not visitors but like vendors right someone would deliver something for the wing right so they'll they'll show up and be like we have those tiles you ordered ma'am or uh, you know a designer I think you watch her you, you see her take a meeting with her like interior decorator um, but yeah she so the house is her the kid and some servants and then the occasional like visitor and normally the, those visitors are related to the project of adding this wing to the house um so you see Zlatek leave, you know, usually when he comes home, it's quite late. Um, what else do the two you want to do? What other information do you want to do you want to obtain while you're while you're here? Um, I would love to maybe some spend some time tailing the coach, like at least. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. To the edge of precinct one, just to see like what routes does it take into the neighborhood and like, like what are his pathway to his house when he's nearby? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so that's going to be tricky because yeah. while a lot of the more congested streets of, uh, of Ravnica are slow enough that you could follow a wheeled vehicle. Um, there are like byways that connect to the precincts that yeah. you would need a, a vehicle to be able to follow in, uh, cause it goes too fast. 
Right. Yeah. We own a car. Uh, we just haven't <laughs> talked about it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as like, as far as how humans get around, how, how entities in Ravnica get around, most people walk and use the, is it train system? Right. Uh, right. Having personal transport, uh, like a personal vehicle uh, of some kind, is a sign of uh, like some amount of uh, luxury and, and being well off. Right. Having a vehicle. Um, those vehicles tend to be mostly animal drawn, uh, like like carriages or uh, things like that. Um, and they can vary as, as much as like a, a Baroque kind of thrall pulled Orzhov goth wagon or like a, a, a two wheeled cart being pulled by a slow crunch. Right. Um, usually it's that there are some more uh, experimental or unusual vehicles. Uh, you know, many of the guilds like the is it or, uh, or whatever have, you know, museum powered wagons, but those things are, much, much too fast for the kind of terrain that Ravnica provides uh, and also dangerous and experimental. I want to just do like a Mizium racing campaign. Wait, like, uh, yeah, wanna- yeah. You mean like a Fast and the Furious Ravnica drift? Yes. Yeah, you do. Wrap <laughs> this. What are we doing? I'm sorry. Okay, so has totally if, Vin Diesel. Like, let's just make the switch. I am. <laughs> I am completely, completely open to the idea that after you, after we deal with the Ironclad arc, once he's dead, uh, having some kind of arc built around an underground racing circuit on Ravnica that is like completely Wait, a thing we can do. Like guild lives, just be like fucking sick. Is it race? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the, yes, absolutely. The next mission from the conspiracy can be to infiltrate an underground street racing gang, and uh, yeah, and, and I'll find some way to loosely connect it to Jay Speller and sure. Let me Perfect. Make yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna do God's work. <laughs> yeah, listen, a big part of the dungeon master's job is listen to what your players want and find a way to poison it. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh yeah so you you have you have daydreams about uh going on cool racing uh adventures um and uh, yeah i mean if you want to follow him all the way to where he's going you are going to need to obtain <coughs> some wheels yeah uh i think i would just yeah no go for it well i'm just saying that like if we can get anyone to steal a car it's probably winnegar right mm-hmm That'd make the most sense. Would be the one who would be best at stealing a car. He would have access to probably some garages in the Is It League. Those fucking nerds. Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, I I could get us like like a a horrific ram, like that's like half a zombie and like probably missing one antler, and we could just like ride that. Yeah, the Rakdos Rakdos vehicles are really more mobile torture platforms um so yeah yeah <laughs> might be a bit might be a little conspicuous but that's fine i don't want to hurt your feelings torgor but i'm not sure your guild connections are great right now <laughs> it's okay bud it's all right why why i i for a moment i forgot and and just for a brief <sighs> That was a yeah. very Minotaur <laughs> sentence. <clears throat> I can just imagine your enormous nostrils flaring at the end of that statement. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go find the host in the shell 
Mm-hmm. Vinegar will meet us there, and then we'll talk to Winnegar about stealing a, some sort of. How idea. how fast do you think Dewdrop can get up to? Like <laughs> like like, re- like really like if we if we jettisoned the cafe, and and just like. I'm not going to rape Dewdrop. No, no, this is all hypothetical, Road. What's I'm just the, I'm just saying. What's what do you the top think? Of- speed of an enormous tortoise. <laughs> yes. I think well, I can well, no, no, no. that for you. You know, we'll pull out the seats. We'll get rid of. We'll make her as light as we can. Um, rockets. Yeah. Almost. Put some nizium-powered nitrous on her, uh, and really, we can, we'll take her. We'll drift around that bend real fast. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm in. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> Let's I'm in. see. I got. I've got my calculator here. Let's see. Okay, so twenty feet uh, times. So it's six seconds, so times 10, so 200 feet in a minute times another 60 minutes for an hour, 1,200 feet an hour. Carry the floor. How, much, how many feet are there in a mile? That's like 5,000 something. So it's like a little over two miles per hour. Yeah, it's how many, I was going to say, how many, feet, yeah, how many feet are there in a mile? Because I can figure it out. I just don't know. <laughs> Five five thousand two hundred and eighty. Okay, uh, thank you, Ex Machina. So yes, so the t- thank you. <laughs> the the cruising speed of your your uh, host Nichelle is two point two seven miles per hour. <laughs> Maybe if you really push it, really really push it, you could get it up to like six miles an hour. Just like oh, really baby. giving her. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say, slow and steady. Yeah, it, it's a giant turtle. So <laughs> if you if you put put a, like a put a cabbage on a string and sit on the top of its head and just hold that Eat cabbage my in front of dust, it. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> in today's episode, right. the gang is forced to enroll their giant turtle in a drift race. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm particularly tickled by this. I love <laughs> the image. <laughs> I love it a lot. Yeah. Um, let's just go back to Dewdrop. Dewdrop will tell us about his fast racing friend. <laughs> um, and then we'll just go from there. Yep. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll diagonal wipe to you're all back in the well, not all of you. Uh, text at, at mysterious absence, uh, but that happens. Uh, you're back in the karaoke room. Uh, of the uh, of the host in the shell, uh, you can hear through the wall somebody singing badly, uh, and uh, the the places. It's been in precinct six long enough that people are are like remembering that it is here, and so business is pretty good. You you come in, and when you when you had to come in, you walk through the dining room. All the tables are full. Nice wave from Gary, uh, and uh, yeah, and everything's everything's real busy uh, in here, and um, yeah, and so we start we come back in on the the three of you in the uh, uh, in the karaoke room that you use for your secret meetings. Um, where's Tack? I thought that you two were investigating together. Yeah. Um, so um, Tack was mean um and um i don't know tech just did attack thing and like stormed off that all right does sound like tech yeah, that tracks okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, why, why did you sigh yeah why did you sigh like that what, I, what? I don't know i didn't do anything wrong did, i mean 
<laughs> I mean, but you know, yeah. now we think you did. Like, like Torgor, do you want to? Yeah, make, but I didn't. Torgor, do you want to make a? Uh, do you want to make an insight check? I would on, love on to here. Winnegar, are you? Winnegar, are you actively trying to hide your feelings <laughs> from Torgor? Yeah. So, like, I think. <laughs> Damn it! What? I don't think. I honestly don't think Winnegar did anything wrong, but to Winnegar, like putting his own feelings first, <laughs> like feel like he did something wrong. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I guess, when, yeah you're not, I, um, when you're not used to it, standing up for yourself can make you feel like a real jerk. Um, yeah. Well, it's okay. Cause Torgor only got a four on the inside check. So Torgor doesn't have any idea what you're thinking or feeling. <laughs> just, just, maybe, God, maybe have a parfait, bud. You probably got some low blood sugar. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we, uh, uh, ooh, yeah. How, how's it going on your end, partner? <laughs> Pretty good, bud. Uh, just, just take a seat. Uh, Road and I found. Well, Road, do you want to tell him? Oh, um, I, it was a pretty classic casing situation. They're renovating a portion of their house. Mostly people renovating come in to meet the wife. Ironclad doesn't get home super late normal stuff like that um how was what did you notice any abnormal activity while you were stationed oh i tell you and i'm gonna tell him <laughs> all about the copyright stuff that the copyright guy told me yeah about. like here's what i learned <laughs> this is so interesting also uh here is the layout of ironclad's office neighboring <laughs> offices uh his secretary uh people that work in the office just stuff like that you could have oh. just led with this. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly. It's a 20, 20 minute copyright lecture. Like listen to Corey Doctorow explain something to you. Okay, and then it's good. Like, and now you understand. Oh, also. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't find it interesting either, but I thought that was me. So I was just testing on you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turns uh, out it's not very interesting. Yeah, I also, I mentioned the fact that, um, about like the story about Gary, um, mainly because I want uh, Winnegar to have an idea of like potential disguises. Um, also, like the vendors that have interacted with uh, the lady of the house. Yeah, um, and mention the fact that uh, the most the most we've ever have seen of Ironclad has been of him getting in and out of his um, car, his like wagon. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow! I didn't even see him. I mean, it kind of looked like he was in the office doing the officey thing, but he wasn't actually. I don't know if he was actually there. I never seen him. <laughs> Did you? I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm just imagining inside his office. There's a bunch of cardboard cutouts, and like Kevin McAllister is pulling some strings. <laughs> you hear rocking around the Christmas tree playing in the background. Rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> there, were, there were definitely people there. The lights kept coming on and off. You ordered sure, a pizza sure. and shot at me with a Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah that's how that stuff went down okay um ooh, maybe we should so what are you guys thinking you guys thinking the wagon wagons the place yeah it's not the azorius headquarters that's for sure i don't unless it's just you the one person who can disguise themselves and you would feel capable taking a man's life on your own which oh, you taking do taking a man's life on my own no 
Okay. I don't cool. feel good about that. <laughs> cut to no, cut no. to after the murder, Torgor stick and poking a tear next to Winter's <laughs> eye. <laughs> I I couldn't even find a good time to like leave a guy at, at like the library. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if I can. that woman whose life you've just thrown a weird man on. Yeah, was it, were you Winnegar? Were you inter, uh, were you impersonating a specific person, or did you just? Yes. Yeah, it was a person. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. I don't know. Maybe they'll. Maybe it's a meet cute waiting. To ha- I didn't do it on purpose, guys. I should have warned her. You think I should <laughs> kill her? You think I, don't I, can, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's the answer. Right, maybe, okay. <laughs> maybe him. Get the chance to when we're on our mission and just killing him is an option. I think it's something that we can consider. Yeah. Put him on no, the collateral no. damage list. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got it. You, you said he probably looked like a new dad. Go kill his kid because you <laughs> like doing that so much. I don't want to do that. I don't like doing that so you much. Lot, we know this about you, Winnegar. We know you love killing kids. <laughs> and then, and then him and his wife will reconcile over the loss and you will be a hero. What? So, yeah. No. no, I don't want to do that at all. I don't want to kill anyone. Except, yeah. Ironclad. That's oh, it. oh no. Ironclad. Okay. No babies. Yourself. So yeah. is are you okay? All right. I'm glad we learned Winnegar's stance on killing before we continued. <laughs> right. Why well, I, I could have sworn you just spent so much time talking about killing kids. I thought no, so. ne- right. Guys, I've never mentioned that <laughs> at all. Not even once. Honestly, tack disappearing tracks. This doesn't track. Really? <laughs> Children killing? <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of stuff I'm interested in. This isn't one of them. This is what happens I, when you roll a four on your inside check. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think, I don't, I, oof, it took no. like an hour this morning to convince you not to kill Ironclad Skin. That, I yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> Guys, that didn't, I, I remember this morning very clearly. Yogurt. And I said, oh, I wish this was the type of yogurt that came with the fruit on the top, which you just move around. But instead, it was the yogurt with the stuff on the bottom. And then you said, shut up. And then we're here. And I didn't mention killing anyone at all. Somewhere nearby, a gaslight flickers ominously. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. So if we're not... Okay, you know what? We'll back off the child killing thing. Mm-hmm. Surely, because we need to be professionals who focus on business. Right. Yeah, right. Business. So, what are you guys it, thinking? What's the plan? What's a? Can, can we do it in a really cool way, or do you want to do it in like a sneaky way? I would love to sabotage the cart because I think if we could somehow uh, get that to either break down or ideally explode. Uh, uh, that would, I know. said Tor- Torgor is saying Torgor is saying the is it magic word explode <laughs> okay okay I like that I like that so we explode him on the inside and then we blow up we blow we we get a bomb inside him and then we <laughs> and then we blow up his wagon just as like stop, 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 stop. do you have a way to put a bomb inside someone oh no, oh, no, but no it no. seems like a, it's a great invention oh, okay. to have no, no. Torgor will have a way to get the bomb inside yeah. of him. Just I, if you need the bomb. First. I feel like any method that Torgor has to put a bomb inside someone, they're going to be dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the bomb is kind of pointless. Torgor is like, I will just use this knife to cut him open and jam a bomb in there. Then he'll bleed to death. And why do we need the bomb exactly? <laughs> 
This bag of flesh will hold the bomb. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> It'll get rid of the evidence. So yeah, I mean, you can you can you could try to blow up his carriage. You know, at least I mean, it's it's it comes to pick him up at his house. You don't know where it comes from before that because it doesn't live. It's not his car. It's an Azorius, uh, like vehicle Uber. basically yeah like a limo or whatever so it comes to get him and it takes him wherever he needs to go um so, okay, so then we need to get close to it wait who drives it oh yeah who drives it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is yeah. there a company we have to find out you don't know we also need to find out if the wait if we can just one of us could be the driver. That'd be so easy to just set the bomb and. Oh yeah, all three of us could be the driver. <laughs> That's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says totally normal like three people trying to drive one car. No, yeah. no, no, no. Guys. one steering wheel, two pedals. Okay, this is gonna work. There's three. No, we're all stacked on top of one another with a giant trench coat. That's the only way. True, too. That's the only way it works. I call middle. You're not my chauffeur. You're three PCs in a trench coat. Rats. (laughs) Scatter. Go on, legs. Damn. Uh, Okay. So, uh, well, how many how many vehicle companies can there be? Right. So can't be a lot. So I will, I will say this, like Torgor and, and Road, from your investigation, um, the the wagon appears to belong to the um, belong to the Azorius. Uh, there there wouldn't necessarily be like the the is it probably have um, like vehicles for hire. If anybody runs taxis in in Ravnica, it would be the Is it League. Um, but God, now I'm just thinking about there's got to be some kind of like is it equivalent of Elon Musk, like some guy with his head up his ass trying to invent. Like I autopiloting. That was who Vinegar met. I thought that that was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. Is it Elon Musk? Yeah, totally. So there's totally that guy. But um, most people use the trains uh, to get around. But each individual guild for their VIPs would probably have some some way of getting them around. Um, so this this would be an Azorius thing. So it probably comes from like a garage somewhere with a bunch of these these vehicles. Probably in precinct two. Uh, because that's like Azorius HQ. I say we, from the rooftops, um, try to track its route as best we can. Yeah, Winnegar, you don't you own a car, right? You're is it? So you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I own yeah. a car. Winnegar does definitely does not own his own vehicle. Could you, most could you get it? Yeah. most people don't. Most people don't have access to their own. Like there's guys, like the last I, thing your mom left you before she died. You remember that car? My <laughs> mom's still some, alive. Some PCs go on their quest with their oh, no, their father's dead. sword handed down generation to generation. Winnegar has the keys to his mom's 1996 Honda Civic, and it's just as good, guys. It's honestly <laughs> It's a little boxier than the new models, but I mean, it still gets me where I need to go. Guys, I don't have a car. I mean, I just, I just call a hoist whenever I need one. Hoist, mm, I love it. Well, that's the thing now. Could do you know? Do you, I, I saw something at at one of the other uh, Rakdos shows. Uh, it was from a, a sister service, and uh, they had got this is an invention that looked like uh, 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 a a die 
a, a, a two-wheeled um, cyclical machine um, and a, a, a dicycle, if you will. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Different and, from a monocycle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they, they had put in this one, it, it had blades at the end and it was running over other like uh some monsters in a field but- yeah the abs the abs that's absolutely like that's totally within reason that like a thing that they would there would be rectos like what's that they do those like motorcycle shows where there's the big metal sphere and they like yeah. ride around on the inside of it and stuff that would totally be a rectos thing yeah absolutely right. and so wondering if there's an is it counterpart that's less murder apparent Oh uh, yeah, it is design. Let's yeah, for a while I was. Wor- sorry, sorry. I'm trying to find a new identity, and for a second, dicycle game sounded good, but <laughs> maybe not. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh no! For a long time, I was just working on an invention that that was very similar to that. It's like, okay, we would make all the roads out of rubber, and then there would be a vehicle with two stone. Uh, uh, <laughs> God damn it. Wheels. <laughs> uh, but for whatever reason, it didn't work. Side note, that isn't an episode of Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think, that, I think that it's reasonable to assume that, especially for the Simic, that most technology is like the Flintstones, where like you wash your hands and then a pelican spits the water into a tank and looks at the camera like it's a living. Like, I think that's definitely, there's a cartoonish level of weird technological replacement uh, that happens in Ravnica when we're trying to replicate like modern technology because the guilds all have their own weird takes on stuff um so yeah you don't currently have access to a vehicle but this this particular vehicle like the idea of infiltrating it or uh planting a bomb on it or something that seems to be the closest to like possible for right now i mean we could always just wait in his home until he's asleep and then murder him because like we know the construction wing is open and we could just kind of like slip in and just like, but I'll be honest, I would really love to have a dicycle of my own. I feel like that would be also very cool. That's true. Uh, make it so much easier to kill little kids. It'd make it so much easier. To- <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about right here. Oh, I did say that. It's so weird. I think maybe because you mentioned it, I mentioned it. I think that's all it is. I don't think I ever. I, I really just, I don't want Winninger to end up being the Ed Gein of Ravnica. Can we just, like, every time you're off screen, you're just fucking sharpening your knife and getting your clown costume ready. <laughs> Actually, uh, Whittaker is short for John Wayne Gacy. Uh, <laughs> John Wayneger Gates. Perfect. Good. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what do you guys think? We 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 uh we do it in the construction site, or we uh do it on the vehicle. Now, a couple of quick considerations to take into uh, account as well. Um. So. The there's the the whole like, yes, kill, kill the dude. That is the thing. How are you going to do it without getting uh, caught? How are you going to actually accomplish it? That's that's good to be thinking about. In addition, uh, 
this will definitely be investigated. How how are you going to hide it from like them figuring out it was you? Right. So that's the other getting away with it is the second thing. Uh, and then making it stick. Right. Because in real life, if you blow up someone's car with them in it and they die, they're dead. But in Ravnica, the Orzhov have ways of bringing people's like ghosts back to life or whatever. So that's another thing to consider, too, uh, is is like how to make it how to make it last. We Guys, what if we disappearance? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about this? We kill him in his house in that wing under construction, and then I disguise myself as him, get into his car, and take it to work, so no one knows that he got killed in his house. And then he just doesn't leave that office, and that's the place that they go to. You would have to get out. That's the only thing you would how, have to do. You would have an hour to, to I can, ride. You know. we, how long? We don't know how long. What time does he get to work at? Because he leaves from here at, let's say. 8.43 a.m. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's what the note said, right? That cool, tracks. 8.43. Okay. What well, time does he get to the office? You've actually, you've actually never seen him arrive at the office. You know, he leaves his house and his, his secretary is making it seem like he's in his office, but you never actually saw him arrive and go in. We're going to have to track where he goes. I think he might not be going to the office. Like I said, I didn't see him go there. Right. Also, if we follow, I still think we got to follow this vehicle because if we put him in a cage that is locked and is burning, there'll be, there'll just be ash. You can't bring back ash. Yeah, I can't really do that. Into another can being. You bring back ash. <laughs> I'm, I would yeah, we know. I mean, yeah, you wrote, you want to make a, you want to make a check? Um, so like whoever has the highest arcana, um, make a roll with advantage. Cause you're all kind of brainstorming, right? You're all working as a team here. I have yeah, a three. Have so probably not Go me. Okay. Nine. Mm. <laughs> Nine and a I one. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. It's all or it's all Orzhov business, all this bringing people back to life. So the thing is, in Ravnica, and I think we talked about this before, there's no... Like, in Dungeons & Dragons, you have at high-level access to spells that simply bring the dead back to life. And I think the temporary, the ones that work quick, like Revivify or whatever, those still work in Ravnica, right? You can just bring someone back to from the from the dead if they've died within the five minutes or whatever those spells allow. But the higher-level ones that are like, you can bring someone back as long as you have, like, a tiny piece of their body. I don't think those work, and I think that there's, like, fairly quick... The five-second rule for corpses is... It's true in Ravnica. I think your your soul and your body separate. But the Orzhov has lots of ways of bringing like ghosts back. It's not about bringing them back to life, but about summoning people's ghosts. And I don't think anywhere that I could find there's any clear like this is what happens to you in Ravnica when you die. I think people don't know, but the Orzhov are like, yeah, but we can conjure people's ghosts. And there's probably some debate as to whether the ghost is a soul or whether it's like a psychic reflection of the person or like whatever. But the Orzhov have control over that. They can do that. But if you can kill him and destroy his body and make sure that no Orzhov gets anywhere near whatever's left, that might work. But who knows, okay. right? You've, you've also only recently learned that there are colossally powerful entities that can reshape the universe, right? So, Okay, so I think we kill him, eat his body, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then... 
I don't hide our poop. I don't know. Guys, guys. <laughs> I actually I have it. Let's hear we it. Kill him. We kill him. Take his body to rest off. The bookkeeper back in mm. Orzov, the necromancer. Oh. And we we pay him. We just get him to make sure that the soul is never able to be found. Yeah, you could you could totally you could bribe because that's the thing is you could either you want to go one or one direction or the other, right? Like prevent the Orzhov from ever getting access to him. Or if you have your own pocket Orzhov that you can you can bribe, uh, have them. Yeah. Make sure that they don't get brought back. Right. Destroy the body in a ritual way that prevents the ghost from ever being summoned. Yeah, we can oh do that. Okay, quick, everybody. How much money can you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get our Let's bribe see. together. Everybody looks Let's in their pockets and they're like, we got 20 bucks. I've got okay. 35 Zenos, uh, a, a, a bone flute, and dang, I already, I already gave away my Orzov ring. So. I love the, I love the, like the, the pocket dump here. Everyone's just like, I got a button, some uh, lint. Um, I got a crowbar, uh, <laughs> hammer, got a bunch of darts. They didn't come in handy, uh, as much as I thought they would have. I mean, there's an unused dartboard on the wall right now. Uh, so oh, I'll throw a dart. Oh, <laughs> it even stick. It just fell. Okay. These aren't I sharp. I should have checked that. Safety kids, safety darts. <laughs> in a vial of seaweed so oh yeah it's not gonna help anyone um uh, it's such it's such a universal dungeons and dragons experience they're like what are we gonna do and you just watch everyone look through their character sheet like there's gonna be an answer in here somewhere somewhere one of these it's the the adventure game thing like use crowbar on ironclad does that work no okay all right it would okay what if we would have been nice if I was going to say it was going to be nice if TK was here because they always have the most amount of money. <laughs> yes, yeah. Tack, Tack has all of the money and is the sneakiest and is currently nowhere to be found. <laughs> okay, what if we go into his house, Yeah. rob it first, mm-hmm. kidnap, kill, bring him to the necromancer, bada bing, bada boom, kill his kids, uh, bring them to the necromancer. <laughs> Winnegar is like that one senator that keeps trying to slip in the weird thing into the bill where they're like, uh, all right, everybody, we're going to be talking about Bill 17A today. Uh, this uh, allocates pr- public funding to city parks uh, in the inner city and also makes it legal to kill children. <laughs> Winnegar! <laughs> we have a yay or nay. I don't care about inner city kids. Okay. Right. Think about how beautiful these parks will be when there's no children in them. <laughs> Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, so I mean, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad plan. The idea that you're going to both rob and murder him, and then use the the money from the robbery to pay a corpse uh, dealer to get rid of the body for you. That's that's yeah. And we just make it seem like it's about money, right? And I, yeah, we could totally make it seem like about yeah. money. We could also, uh, I think, during the day, kind of scope it out. If we pretend to be a part of the renovation crew, mm, right? Yeah. So you want to you want to pretend to be uh, laborers, go in, look around. Now the problem, the only problem with that is going to be that they are not renovating the entire house; they're building a new right. wing. So you'll have to get an excuse to come in and look around. We'll oh. also have to take him to the necromancer still alive. No, no. I mean, we have no. to kill him. 
You could kill body. him. Oh, okay. Wait. Also, Vinegar, how good at you are? How good are you at impersonating interior decorators? Oh, why don't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That track. Um, yeah. I guess pretty good. I, I don't know. I'd have to see them. It okay. really depends. Everyone I do kind of just sounds like this, though. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there was an interior decorator who was going in and out. Yeah, no, she she seems to interact with a lot of, like, variety of people. But to your point, Road, that one person, that decorator, that's the, the constant. Um, mm-hmm. which means she's more likely to trust if you look like that, if you're pretending to be that person, but also it's going to be the hardest to mimic because she's the most familiar with them. So we go on a date with the interior designer to learn her personality traits and flaws. <laughs> then we impersonate her to get inside the house. Mm-hmm. Um, just Winnegar, Torger and I will come in as lowly construction workers. With- <laughs> Wait, why can't I be a lowly construction worker? Because you you're be the only one. Who, you're the only one who can disguise themselves. Yeah, everybody. Oh. Everybody with a bonus to their charisma score in the party, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Torbor is very intimidating. That's I will put true. that out there, and that's about it. <laughs> I have a exception score, but mm-hmm. that's about it. But we just uh, have to get into the house, though. We don't have to like go about where the valuables are for bribing someone. Oh, God, this is getting way more difficult. I just thought we'd fleece the place. Like, you want to go in there and, like, scope oh, out okay. the place first? Yeah, we're just gonna, no, if we're just going to wing it, then I guess let's fucking wing it. It's only our lives in the balance. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, are the, those are the magic words to Arakdos. Like, we're just going to wing it. It's only life and death on the line. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the fucking ethos, right? <laughs> oh. I may have lost my mall, but I got this cool bladed chain. I'm ready for it. I was waiting for somebody to suggest that we just wing it and light shit on fire. <laughs> I mean, I do think we should have a cart or someplace to lay the body down on the way out. Because uh, I can definitely carry it from the inside of the house, but I, I'm not going to carry a body on my back through the streets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we can That's just get a point. Get a cart with a tarp, um, and then, yeah. Okay, that sounds like a great plan. So let's let's take a short break here, and when we get back, we'll put together an inventory of things that you need to execute your plan, and then we'll we'll get it rolling and see what see what happens. <laughs> I'm we sure, can do it I'm sure it's gonna go great. I like I do like that you're making an assassination plan that requires no real sneaking, which is good. You're playing to your strengths, so we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to execute this plan and hopefully not any of the characters <laughs> or children or, or any children. Keep your job safe. Stop everybody. bringing it up. It's just, I'm, it's just, I, I'm it's saying a, not to do it. I'm right, saying don't right. do Why? it. Why? Who would okay? even think about it? <laughs> I, That's it. I it's over. It was out there. <laughs> 